Okay. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is Emmett Fox Friday. Welcome to the show. Hi, Chris. How are you doing today? Doing great, Jason. Awesome. Another Friday. It's another Friday, indeed. And we have uh, Mr. Chris Sheridan on the line and myself. I am Jason Napolitano, and we are here each week with the Emmett Fox Friday, where we study uh, his book, the... I'm suddenly forgetting his name. Finding News Your Inner Power. We've been doing it for about 12 weeks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I completely forgot Find the Finding News Your Inner Power to Find, remember the name of the book. Sure. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I really didn't do that, actually, because I flipped to the beginning of the book to look at the title of it because I quickly uh, forgot. So I should, have, I, should have trusted the, I should have trusted my inner power. Your inner power moved get, your hand. My inner power moved my Flip back to the title page. Back. I don't know. Exactly. So, however... However, it works. God moves in mysterious ways, as they say. Mm-hmm. Right? So, all right. So today, we are looking at a section called "The Cup and the Lip," an interesting title for this one, and you will see what that means shortly as we read through it. Uh, so, we'll discuss this one. This is actually a, an important subject and one that I think a lot of people find themselves struggling with, uh, myself and and you included, right? Definitely. Uh, all right. So. Let us take a look at this. We will read through it. Um, I'm going to read the beginning of it, then Chris is going to close it out uh, for the bulk of it. So, an experience, except, I'm sorry, let me start at the end. The cup and the lip. An experience that comes to many people may be described as follows. In business life or in their personal affairs, they frequently find themselves starting some desirable project and carrying it on without much difficulty up to the threshold of completion, whereupon For some unknown reason, it seems to jam tightly. The last step or the last two steps just cannot be taken. Seemingly, everything is ready to ensure success. And then at the 11th hour, the door closes. And this experience occurs not once, but time after time in one project after another. An important sale is all but completed. All parties concerned seem to be satisfied. But when the moment for signing the contract comes, the sale falls through. Or an important position is all but secured. Satisfactory interviews take place. And then at the last moment, someone else is appointed. Or an important meeting is arranged with a great deal of pains between two people. And at the last minute, the most unexpected happening prevents their meeting. And so on. These I call cup and lip cases. Since they illustrate so well the old proverb, there's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip. Such a run of misfortune can be broken in the following way. Realize, and he quotes, I belong to God. My work is God's work, for God works through me. God's work cannot be hindered or delayed. Of course, God always finishes successfully whatever he begins. God's work must go through to completion. My work is his work, so it reaches full fruition. I thank God for this, end quote. All right. So that last portion that you read that starts with, I belong to God, is the, the affirmation of this portion. And of course, that's what you would use to, to treat this condition. And this uh, is treatment. Yes. Treat the treatment and treat the new treatment in uh... new thought terminology. Right. This one actually yeah. uh, reminds me a lot of some of the um, affirmations that Joseph Murphy used. So I don't know who came up with these first, but uh, he, he used affirmations quite a bit like this in, in a lot of his work. Um, helping people with these same kinds of conditions. So, and I believe uh, Justin Murphy and Emmett Fox knew each other, did they not? 
They did, right? Uh, they may have. They certainly would have crossed over crossed think, paths. You know, yeah, and they were in the... lived past, you know, uh, Fox's years. Think, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but uh, they they were definitely in the same in the same circles and in the same same movement of of uh, of, of religious thought. So, all right. So, the, I mean, obviously, the the whole theme of this thing is is starting things and then not completing them. And you know, we've we've all experienced those sorts of things with projects where. You know, just uh, we we work really hard for maybe even for months or years on something, and then finally it's coming to fruition. It's actually going to happen, and mysteriously something comes along and f's the whole thing, the whole thing up. Right? This kind of obliterates the whole project, and oftentimes it's those things that are like they're these unconscious things that kind of get in the way. And he used some good examples there. I like the one where he's talking about the satisfactory interviews take place. And then at the last moment, someone else is appointed. So sometimes like I, I remember uh, a friend of mine was trying to get this job in Hollywood and it was a great job he really wanted. And it was one of these things where there was some negotiations going on about the salary and, you know, what was going to be included for perks and this and that. And he kept pushing for this and kept pushing for that. And oh, I'm going to squeeze him for this. And, you know, he kept going and kept going with it. And it really would have been, you know, the perfect job for him. And then he didn't end up getting a better job after this, mind you. It would have represented a, a huge change of life in a positive direction. But it was one of these things where it was there was hemming and hawing around and all this negotiating and so on. It ended up shooting himself in the foot, and they just said, "You know what? You're too much. You're too much trouble." They didn't put it this way. They just said, "You know, what? we've got a candidate that we think better suits it." And you know, since you you let this last, because basically what he had done was let a last uh, negotiation thing. Like they, there was a date you had to let him know by the. Uh, he had to let him know within a week or something, and waited an extra day. He was trying to push them or something and they ended up giving the job to somebody else so those are the kinds of things we do you know oftentimes we call this self-sabotage so basically what we're talking about then is is this idea where you know we get we get things up to the point where we're ready to follow through with them and you know most likely will mean success if we just complete those last steps and somewhere along the line you know things get get messed up they get bungled um, and that's where that saying comes from. There's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip. So here you've got this, like you had pointed out earlier, like a nice cup of tea. And, you know, you took all this time to boil the water and put the tea in and prep the tea. And you've got a nice tea set there and this whole thing. And then the big, you know, the big event is you bringing the tea up to your mouth. and Whoops, there it goes. There goes the tea right into your lap, right? So that's the slip twixt the cup and the lip. Twixt is just... Uh, an, an old timey way of saying between. So it's interesting that, you know, he really is focusing on the end, mm-hmm. you know, the very <clears throat> last, the last mile or the last leg. Yeah. Of a great journey, which, you know, mean, it doesn't mean that you're not cut out for it. It doesn't mean you can't handle the work because it implies that you've done all that up until then. Yeah. You've had the initiative, you've had the, you know, the research, you know, the, the work, the effort, the investment, uh, whatever else goes in the length of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's the relatively, you know, small part of the journey, but it's, it's that bit at the end that, uh, I know you mentioned self-sabotage. I think a lot of people use that term, but I'm not sure if it's actually, and you don't have to do much to self-sabotage, just like, you know, your friend with the, the job thing, it just didn't call back. You can just do nothing. I think that's a lot of how that play, it plays out. 
I know in my experience, it's been just when I pull back or let off the gas or I don't have to do anything dramatic to tear it in a million pieces, you know, just neglect or a pause or you just stop showing up um, right at the end. So it's an interesting phenomenon and it's interesting where it takes place in the journey. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good point. And so I think the, I think the real challenge with it is it's just like you said, you've done all the hard work, you know, you've pushed through the initial challenges, you've broken through a lot of the barriers within your own mind. So this is one of those things that seems kind of odd. It's like, you're almost there, you're almost to the finish line. Then all of a sudden the car sputters out and you just sort of drift off to the side of the road. And, uh, you know, that's one of those, that's where you can see, and this is where I think these affirmations and this, you know, this psychological viewpoints on these sorts of things are so valuable because if you can see that, you know, you're, you're having this kind of thing happen over and over again, it's not the hard parts or the challenging parts of it that are stopping you. It's actually the success. And then, you know, you might see something and there may be some sort of a fear of success or a fear of a completion or something that's at work. And you might need to look at that. You know, oftentimes we don't recognize those things in ourselves because we think, oh, I want the highest and best for myself. So why, you know, why wouldn't I want this better job or why wouldn't I want this new home or whatever? But sometimes there's a part of ourselves that doesn't doesn't necessarily accept it or isn't ready for it. Right. Or doesn't feel it's ready for it. Doesn't feel it's ready. And I think this self-sabotage in a way is uh, an expression of self-preservation because it keeps you from moving into that new realm or that new job or that new meeting. Or if when you launch your product or your podcast or something, then, okay, then you have to prove yourself or then it's a lot of responsibility or uh, you have to make sure it sells or is successful. Uh, But if you can kind of delay, like finishing a novel, I know people have been working on their novel for years and it's not that they've written, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of pages perhaps, so it's not bad yeah. and they're dedicated. They show up hours every day, um, but it's just not quite ready yet. Um, I think Picasso said a painting is never really done. At some point you just stop working on it. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, this is something that uh, I can, I guess well, I'll go into it right now is the part of the hero's journey. We're talking about this journey that, you know, you've embarked and you've done all this and you've been initiated, you've learned all these things and maybe you've had a mentor just like a hero's journey, this is the return. This is when you bring back everything that you've learned and gained, all the things that have helped you grow. And you bring them back to the tribe or the city or the family, the hometown, uh, that which you had left, uh, bring it back for the, the cause, uh, for the larger cause. And there's a notion that doesn't really get talked too much about the hero's journey, but this is the refusal of the return. Uh, sometimes at the beginning, there's this call to adventure, uh, but there's an initial refusal, like, ah, I'm not ready. Or in Star Wars, Luke was like, hey, yeah, but I got to stay on the farm. I got to work. Uh, and that's like the old tape playing or the comfortable old shoes, even if they're hurting your feet, they're old and familiar, which makes them comfortable. Sometimes the journey itself can be, you know, there's all this discovery, you're learning new things. That can be so interesting that you don't want to get off the journey. Well, I just need to get another degree, or maybe I just need to learn a little bit more. So there is this refusal of the return that there's a hesitation, maybe some doubt creeps in. Am I really, really ready for this? Because now the rubber meets the road. So it might be the self-sabotage is a type of self-preservation. 
That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely, you could definitely make that make that argument for sure. And I think that that's where it stems that fear, that fear of success is based on, you know, hanging on to the old version of the the self that you were, that smaller version of yourself that you're comfortable with or that you've grown accustomed to, right? And so this, you know, oftentimes even if something's presumably going to be better. There is still a fear of the unknown. You know, we are creatures of habit, human beings. And, um, you know, we talk about how much we like change and we act like we really like change. But when it comes down to it, most of us go kicking and screaming into change. You you know what I mean? And so there's that kind of um, there's that kind of resistance that even though you want certain things to occur consciously, some part of you is, is 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 fighting you. And that's where he gets into this you know, this great solution because he goes straight to the source. He goes right to the spiritual source, God, you know, as a, as an entity, God, you know, as a, as a spiritual cause and, and a fulfillment of creation, you know? So it becomes this idea that, you know, you can go right to, right to the source uh, and, and kind of go, go past all your own human foibles and stuff by working on this affirmation, working on some, you know, prayer and whatever else you think you need to do. But it, this is such a great, great affirmation. Um, I'm going to read it again, just because I think it's important. I'm going to go ahead and put it in the description as well. So if you want to use the affirmation yourself, you can read it in the description of the podcast itself. So I'll put it at the bottom of that. Uh, And he says, I belong to God. My work is God's work for God works through me. God's work cannot be hindered or delayed. Of course, God always finishes successfully whatever he begins. God's work must go through to completion. My work is his work, so it reaches full fruition. I thank God for this. So it's really deep. I mean, it it gets into gratitude. It gets into purpose. It gets into connecting yourself, like when Jesus talked about going about the Father's business. Those kinds of ideas are all connected to this. You know, and you you talked about this before we got on uh, for the show. Why don't you talk a little bit about the idea of purpose in this, too, that that he's touching on? Well, yeah, I also can't not think of the blues brothers <laughs> yeah right. they're uh, you know the original movie they you know have this uh, goal that they need to raise some money and the thing they kept saying over and over again because it got crazy and out of hand it seemed like this impossible insurmountable set of obstacles and he kept saying we're on a mission from gad you're like exactly. it's okay ma'am we're on a mission it's <laughs> like oh okay <laughs> oh, please. we get to go then yeah. but yeah. It, it kept them going because and really what's central to this is and this has everything to do with what fox was talking about at the beginning is that you reach this point what he called the threshold of completion so when you think threshold you know a doorway you're actually moving from one realm or a level uh, or into another so it's a threshold, there's a line, and you are going to cross this completion line. But what happens is when you do, you get this you know, sense that this, whatever you have created, <laughs> this project or this meeting or this job um, is too big for you. Not that the goal is too big at the beginning, but to finish it and go that last mile, like I just can't because I'm not enough to carry the ball across the finish line. I made it 95 yards, but now there's, there's one more to get it across the goal. And it seems like it's grown so big. Uh, what we don't realize is that we've grown in the process of doing that. So if you're part of a larger cause, a mission from God, or if you're part of a nonprofit 
or even just part of a business, sometimes when it's not as personal and then you're part of the team getting something going, it's, it's fairly easy to complete things because there's a schedule and you're expected to do that. But there's this, again, this sense of not being big enough for the task. Uh, once it, I guess it becomes more aware, you're really woke to the gravity of, <laughs> of where you are, this person who got this really, really good job. It's like, wow, it sounds like a great job, but am I an imposter? Am I really up to this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, there's some insecurity or something deep inside. And that's where this affirmation really works because it takes it out of you. You're not 100% you know, the be all end all when it comes to this. Uh, you're part of a larger family, a larger world, a larger spirit. And if you align your work with God's work, even something that's mundane, it doesn't have to be on the surface, mm-hmm. altruistic or it doesn't need to know, be like a spirit, like a spiritual work, or you don't need to be Mother Teresa per se. You could be apply it to whatever your purpose is in life, right? You work in construction, you know, but you're part of keeping people safe on the road and making sure the bridge is inspected. And, you know, you're, if you can think of a larger thing, you know, why it is that you're doing this, mm-hmm. you know, not just what you want to do. I think it, we get so focused on our goals. We often forget why we started it in the first place. Yeah. Good point. Because it can get, because you can become so focused on the task. It's, ah, I can't finish this. Like, no, wait a minute. I, I started this because I thought it might help make the world a little bit better place. Then, then that larger world is part of your mission. It is part of the energetic that's going in to the work that you're doing. And it's that that needs completion. So really you're aligning yourself with a higher power, Mm -hmm. a larger resource. You know, the context is bigger and you're you're just a coworker in this now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a great point. And, you know, again, I'm I'm reminded of a biblical statement from Jesus where he said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all else will be added unto you. You know, see, see, go after the kingdom of heaven, which is like like, likening to the purpose, God's purpose, you know, the spiritual purpose, the consciousness, the universal spirit, you know, seek, seek, seek that first and connect to that. And then everything else will kind of fall into place, you know, and I think that's really what he's getting at in that affirmation as you're, you're building that sort of consciousness to, to connect yourself to a larger purpose. And also, it also, it also takes some of the uh, responsibility, like you said, off of, off of yourself. And, and it puts you into a, pers- into a perspective where, you know, you have a mission, but you also have a, uh, you have a co-creator along with you. You know, it's not only your, sh- it's not just on your, your shoulders, you know, and that's where the ego gets caught up in thinking, well, I've, I've got to do it this way. And my way needs to be, you know, uh, adhered to, and, you know, I've got to have it full unfold is, X, Y, Z, one, two, three, and these particular steps and stuff. And then we try to, you know, we don't try to, but we limit then the possibilities often for miraculous things and synchronicities to occur for ourselves because we won't allow those into our mind. And that's why they say, you know, a new thought and science of mind and so forth don't outline. So it's like begin with the end in mind, you know, and affirm for that actual change, that actual transformation and so forth. And just know that, you know, that it'll unfold as it needs to. Um, and I think that, you know, him, him, him connecting to this purpose of my, you know, my purpose is God's purpose, God's purpose is God's purpose is my purpose type of idea, 
you know, that runs throughout this is, is connecting us to that, that higher source. And then we're remembering that it's not just me in this, you know, and since it's not, then I've got help, you know, it's not all on my shoulders. So uh, do you have anything else to add? You do have the responsibility and you do have the work to do, but you're not alone. You're not alone. And I think this reverence for like a higher spirit being involved in your work uh, can be found in looking at some of the, you know, earlier trades and uh, crafts, whether it's, you know, blacksmithing or, you know, stone cutters, uh, silversmiths, um, any, you know, what were, you know, very creative, very uh, also scientific arts and crafts of doing things. They were using forces of nature. If you're blacksmithing, you have the Vulcan and the heat and you have Thor with the anvil, you know, you're, you're really putting the hammer, mm-hmm. you're working all this stuff. But these guilds um, had patron saints or a uh, god or goddess, if you want to go further back in the Greeks, um, or the Egyptians, you know, had some spiritual representation of doing this kind of work, that that was kind of part of it. You know, yes, you get out there and you put in hard day's work, uh, but there was always a symbol or a shrine or something at the gateway when you showed up at work that was, oh, well, here's a statue of, you know, Athena or something, that there was a reminder of, you know, that you're part of something that's really larger than you. And these, you know, early sciences were, you know, kind of black arts in a way, or they were, you know, secret arts. Not everybody knew how to do these things. Uh, And there was this, even if you don't feel that, you know, they came down from the gods or um, you would still venerate, you know, these, if nothing else, just these forces of nature um, that you're working Mm -hmm. with. And they, these guilds would have, you know, a kind of a spiritual side, like I said, or some emblematic uh, symbol that um, spoke to, you know, more the spiritual end of, you know, construction or building waterways or raising a child or whatever it is you did. You know, there was always some, you know, deity that, uh, that you could connect with in some way that, yeah, I'm part of this. Yeah. We're part of this. Yeah, no, that's deep. And it, you know, it, it does, it gives you, it gives you a sense, but not only does it give you a sense, I mean, it, 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 t- it ties you into that, that power source and allows it to unfold through you when you have that faith and that belief in that, that higher purpose and, and, and calling. And I think that's an important thing that we miss sometimes, you know, when we're trying to just go about our business and w- sort of will our way through things or kind of grit our teeth through things, you know, power through as we like to say. And that's, that's an important part of things as well. Don't, don't get me wrong. Obviously the, the, the tenacity and the perseverance are a huge part of success, but you know, what he's talking about in this sense is like, we've already done that. You know, we've had the perseverance, the hard work and all the, we faced all the challenges and overcome the obstacles. And then it's like right at the finish line, for some reason, we're finding that we, you know, flub up something and, and then, you know, something happens where it doesn't come to completion. And, and that, you know, connecting this to, to God connecting us to the universe and the power of creation, you know, is a really powerful way to, 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 to see that through in one's own mind. Because if you look at, if you look at nature, I mean, there's a, there's a, nothing is done in a half-assed way. Everything comes to a full fruition and completion. There's certainly cycles and everything of creation. You know, there's, you know, life, birth, death, rebirth, and the whole gamut of experiences. But it's it everything comes you know to fruition and completion and it's in its proper time and, and, and order you know according to its 
evolutionary unfolding and according to the laws of the universe that, that govern it. But it's, you know, it's, it, it happens, it happens perfectly and, and unimpeded and without effort. Do you know what I mean? And so he's, I think, trying to get us into that flow to allow that to unfold in our own life because something in us is, is, is stopping us unconsciously at some point in the process. And nature would never do that. Like an a- apple tree wouldn't, you know, grow an apple to, you know, nine, nine tenths of the way of being done. And then, and then just, you know, stop, it's going to come to a full fruition, ripen, you know, it's going to be picked and eaten, or it's going to fall to the ground and rot. And then, you know, it's going to cycle back through and become a nutrient for that tree, but it's, it's going to come to its full fruition in one, one way or the other, right? It's not going to stop halfway in the middle of germinating or halfway into the growing process and just stay green the whole time it's going to come to its full fruition in natural order unless something prevents it from doing that like like a human being most likely so you know what i'm saying yeah we seem to be unique in in our ability to uh, thwart our own attempts but we can even you know just ride our own wake uh you know like a trail behind a boat um you know that we've started if you, you know, developed an idea a product a service an entrepreneurial uh, venture um or you know like just trying to get a job or maybe just meet somebody and settle down um by initiating these things and setting it into motion you know there, there is a flow that you actually help create mm-hmm. so you can kind of ride your own sales um you know with the with a wind that you created yeah um, you know, some momentum and, and help that kid. It's like a carrying through, you know, maybe, maybe there are those parts of it that we can't do. And I know this from uh 12 step, you know, recovery. Um, that's a real big thing. And that happens very, very early on. Um, that's, uh, that's like step two and three. It's not, <laughs> it's not at 11 or 12, um, that you somehow get a hold of some version or notion of a higher power mm-hmm. uh, that can be personal. It can be something in a religion that's been taught for thousands of years or anything in between, but it has to be not you and not another human being. It has to be an essence, a spiritual force, um, a higher power, as uh, they like to say a lot. Um, and it's that which you can't do yourself, you can accomplish with your higher power. And you were mentioning Jesus earlier Mm -hmm. uh, when people asked him about all these miracles and things he did. I I believe one of the responses was, it's not me that doeth the work. It's the father within Mm -hmm. me. He wasn't even, Jesus, he wasn't even taking credit for what he could do because he knew it wasn't him. And that's not the lesson. Mm -hmm. That's not the spiritual lesson. The lesson is, yes, I can do these things because it's not me. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's this higher force, this higher power, the drunk never really gets sober. It's it gets sober with with a higher power because remember, when you wind up at some place where you can't finish something or you can't quit drinking yeah. or whatever it is you're trying to do, your best thinking got you there. So it may not be that exact thinking that's going to get you through. You may need a little better thinking, maybe a little other thinking, exactly. some higher mind, and uh, then the power that goes with with that. Good point, and you know that kind of that kind of. Uh ties in with our there's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip saying really what you need is god to 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 make a slip between the cup and the lip there because you don't you don't want that alcohol going in so you know you want to you want to either pour it out or not even pour it into the cup in the first place so you know it's interesting how that ties in i like this stuff 
Um, all right. I think that's going to probably bring us to the end of the show, unless you've got anything else to add. This was a good one. I, I think that a lot of people find themselves in this position, especially spiritual people, for whatever reason, seem to butt up against this over and over again. For some reason, we don't want to allow ourselves to, to you know, allow the good to unfold, to see the fruition of our efforts. You know, sometimes I think there may be guilt or some kind of, you know, some kind of hang up involved. I, I don't know what exa- exactly it is. It's different for different people, but the key to it is what he's, you know, what he's talking about here is letting letting yourself, you know, retrain the subconscious into understanding that it's doing God's work and God's work is being worked through you and, you know, allowing that to unfold and flow uh, in your life and not impeding it, you know, because I think we get in our own way and we allow guilt or shame or recrimination or fear or whatever other negative emotions might come up. And we don't even know it. It's not as if it's going through your conscious mind and you're going, well, I feel really guilty about this promotion. So I'm going to you know, I'm going to, I'm going to screw it all up. You know what I mean? It's, it's not how it works. It seemingly happens randomly to you. Like, Oh, I just, my car accident, you know, it broke down and I had no control over it and I couldn't get to the meeting. And it always seems like it's something outside of yourself. And those things, you know, they're, they're things that we create unconsciously for ourselves. Most of the time, sometimes generally, you know, genuinely there's some sort of you know, strange luck at work or whatever, or some kind of, you know, happenstance thing that just occurs. But most of the time, especially if we see patterns of this and you know, if this is happening to you, cause you've seen it over and over again, you know, work on this affirmation and work on, you know, your, uh, the idea of you deserving and, you know, being about God's business in your life and, you know, visualizing the end results, which you wish to see, make those concrete and very comfortable for your subconscious mind and repeat this affirmation to yourself, you know, multiple times throughout the day, memorize it, uh, pray, you know, have vision boards, do whatever you can do to reprogram some of those, some of those um, negative things that might be holding you back. Any, uh, any second thoughts on that or last thoughts on that? Well, just the, main thought in that this is a common thing. It's a lot more common than you realize. So if you're experiencing anything like that or have, or which means you probably, you know, might again, know you're not alone and it's baffling. It's absolutely baffling. Um, you may never know what's going mm-hmm. on inside that's causing this self-sabotage sure. or pulling back, but it is a phenomenon that happens a lot. As a matter of fact, if you're experiencing it, that means you're you're probably like a lot of a lot of people, but it also means you can get through it. Exactly. So you're not alone. And don't you know? Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Know mm-hmm. that even if a door has been closed in this area or that area, that there's always another door that can open in a different area uh, for you or in a different place uh, with an equally or you know equal opportunity or even a better opportunity for you now or in the near future. And, you know, a lot of us are dealing with some challenges right now, economically and, you know, physically and, you know, health wise and and whatever other areas of our lives, things will get better, you know, stay focused, stay on top of things. I mean, this is a little uh, different thing, but, but, you know, if, if in the past you found yourself doing this, um, you know, you can change it, you can change it and you don't need to know the cause necessarily. You don't need to know the cause. Just go, go to the 
end result that you're looking for and claim that which you which you desire which is the completion and the and and use that affirmation that's really what that's for so uh, like i said i will put that in the description i think that's a fine affirmation to use each day a powerful one that can help you out so we'll put that in the description and try to memorize that and use that each day thank you chris for your insights great stuff today thank you uh join us again uh every friday we're here with these emmett fox shows and on sunday we do our longer show our uh, cosmic eye show that we do each week so join us for that you can check us out at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye if you'd like to support the show or listen to the show um well, listening to the show, you're listening to the show now. What am I saying? What? <laughs> but thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening is, I guess, what I'm saying. But you can support the show through there, yeah. and you can get in touch with Chris right through there. Uh, or you can email info at org. Also check out Chris's website at chrissheridan.com, and you can find out more about both of us. I have a book called If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Chris has a book called The Spirit in the Sky. So have a great day. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll see you Sunday, and thank you for joining us again. Goodbye, and God bless.